Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Know Fantasies contributor podcast. My name is Brian. I am back after a couple weeks of being away. There's just one with me tonight. We have Cody, a.k.a. Master Smithers. How are we doing today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I had uh, had my third final today. I have one more tomorrow, so hopefully I can just be done with the semester and focus solely on the fantasy playoffs. Cody, where can the people find you on Twitter? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. And you can find me on Twitter at Brian Wentworth FF. Also, guys, make sure you check out WeKnowFantasy.com. Make sure you check out the We Know Fantasy podcast on Monday, where Nate does the waiver wire wish list with one of us contributors. And also make sure you check out the Wednesday show with the Fantasy Fro, where they go over the week that was, the week that's coming up, things of that nature. Also remember, this Sunday, I will be back with a Start Sit live stream on twitch.tv slash WeKnowFantasy at 10.30, so make sure you check that out for your uh, semifinal needs. Uh, so, Cody, we got a, we got a quick question uh, to start the show off. Nate, our boss, has a flex dilemma. Uh, we're going to kind of break it down and pick his flex form this week. So we have Darius Slayton versus Miami, DK Metcalf versus Carolina, and Curtis Samuel versus Seattle. Which one are you rolling with this week? Yeah, well, I actually saw this question. Uh, you know, he posed it in our group chat, and I kind of had to think about it a little bit, and I was really on the fence between Slayton and Metcalf. And I saw in the show notes here that you were going to argue Slayton. So I figured I got to go be a little different here and I'm going to go DK Metcalf. Um, in general, you look at Metcalf, he's got a better quarterback throwing him the football. You know, Russell Wilson, uh, not very many better guys in the league throwing the football uh, to the wide receiver here. So I like uh, I like that. I'd, I'd rather have him over Eli Manning, that's for sure. Um, you look at the target share that Metcalf's been getting. Uh, No less than six targets uh, since week eight. Week eight is the last time he had less than six targets in a game. He's been producing lately, uh, maybe not necessarily with touchdowns, but he's had, uh, I think, six catches in two of the last three games. So the only reason I'm a little bit nervous on the Metcalf thing is the fact that they're playing Carolina. And Carolina has got an awful run defense. And you know that Seattle likes to exploit that. They're going to use Chris Carson, I think, a lot in this game. They're going to try to run the ball. But I think when they're going to pass it, I think Metcalf is going to be a key part in that offense. And I'm going to go with Metcalf here of those three options for Nate. Yeah, you see, I I do like the DK Metcalf pick. I was looking at his targets. He has been getting peppered with them over the past few weeks. The only thing he's missing is the touchdowns. And I don't know if he's going to have an opportunity for that against Carolina, but whenever Russell Wilson is throwing you the ball, you always have that, you know, touchdown upside, which Metcalf will come with. I'm going with Darius Slayton, despite the fact that Eli Manning is his quarterback. He saw eight targets last week against Philly and two touchdowns. He may have hit his ceiling, but he's playing Miami this week, and that gives him another chance to hit his ceiling. I know Miami it's you know, really bad against the run, but they're really bad against the run because teams have been getting out to such crazy early leads against them. And Miami's actually been playing a lot better on offense. So I think we could see like a toilet bowl shootout this week. And I kind of want a piece of that. And that's why I'm going to go with Darius Slayton. I know the quarterback situation kind of sucks with Eli Manning. I would prefer Daniel Daniel Jones in. But give me that Ryan Fitzpatrick, Eli Manning shootout that we all deserve. And I think that's why I'm going to go with Slayton this week. Yeah, I like Slayton. You know, he looked really good on Monday night. 
And if you guys listen to the waiver wire wish list on Monday, I actually did kind of uh, kind of defend Eli Manning a little bit. I had him as my quarterback. You know, if he was if he had performed a little better, maybe Monday night. I know weather was a little bit of a thing there, but yeah, I mean, I don't hate Slayton. He looked great in a game where Eli Manning didn't look that great. So Slayton definitely not a bad play either. All right, so our next segment, uh, we're going to discuss our different playoff strategies, things we like to do in the playoffs, how how we get to the next level each week. Um, so this could be like, you know, we'll just we'll just get into it. Cody, what is your playoff strategy for the rest of the season? Yeah, so I kind of go by a little bit, I guess I would call it don't get cute. And... What that is is pretty much you don't want to mess around with your lineup a whole lot. And another kind of uh, way that I I like to think about it is to dance with the one that brought you. You know, these guys that are the studs in your lineup that have got you to this point, don't get cute. Just because they have a bad matchup doesn't mean that you got to throw a guy on the bench and put in uh, some uh, waiver wire pickup guy, you know. Um, Like, for example, you know, (laughs) <laughs> you know, you look at, at some of these guys that got you as far as you did. You got the Chris Godwins and stuff, and and maybe Cooper Cup is another guy that, you know, he got you. Uh, he had a lot of good games in the middle of the season, and then recently he's kind of tailed off a little bit. I'm still playing him this week in a matchup with the Cowboys that maybe isn't the best, but, you know, I just – I think you got to stick with your studs. You got to play the guys that got you to the point that you're at. Don't get cute with your lineup. Yeah, I I completely agree. I was helping a a friend of mine out with his lineup the other day, and he was trying to decide between Austin Hooper and Tyler Higby. And I was like, listen, man, like I know Austin Hooper had a, you know, a rough game last week coming back off the injury, but he got you to the playoffs. Like he's attached to Matt Ryan. You want to start Austin Hooper. There's less there's less weapons on that Falcons team for a quarterback who's playing out of his mind. Like Austin Hooper got you there. Yes, he was gone for a few weeks. But I feel like after another week, you should be fully back into the swing of things. Like, you got to go with those guys who got you there. I completely agree. You don't want to get cute. Uh, my strategy, which I'm actually a huge fan of and I'm putting more into practice this year, is blocking my opponent. Uh, a great example of this is last week for me, uh, my opponent, who I was playing in the first round of the playoffs, uh, no buy, I'm a loser, sorry, um, he actually had kind of made his money this season off handcuff running backs. He, uh, he had a rougher running back draft this season but he was really good at receiver and he had the Patriots defense so he was plugging in running backs based off like oh this starter got hurt let me grab his handcuff and he would continually do that each week so what I did is I picked up Bilal Powell with the intention of sitting him but now my opponent is fresh out of this extra running back who would have actually made not a huge difference in his lineup but the extra like three to five points that Bilal Powell got him over the other guy actually did make a difference in his lineup. So just the ability to block your opponent, paying attention, what are they looking for? Are they looking for a tight end? Uh, Are they looking for a defense? Oh, let me use this extra bench spot, pick up a defense. Did they have a player get hurt? Pick up their handcuff, things like that stuff to stop your opponent from getting that advantage over you and saying, no, I'm all set. Uh, It's just simple things like, just block them. 
don't don't waste too much of your roster on it, but just enough where it cripples them and forces them to go other routes. That's something I've actually been putting more into practice this season and something I don't think people realize is really, really good to do. Yeah, blocking uh, opponents, that's actually an aspect I use in the regular season a lot. Um, I kind of got to a point here um, later in the year. Uh, it was actually when Hunter Henry came back from his injury. He was dropped on the waivers in one of my leagues. I already had Travis Kelsey. But my opponent that week, his tight end just got hurt. I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. So I put in a free agent bid for Hunter Henry, and I got him. And I kept him away from the opponent that I had. And, you know, those kind of moves can help you get those wins in the regular season and get you to the playoffs. And now I just had another situation come up this week where my opponent has uh, Jared Cook. And Jared Cook is... um, He has a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. So I went out on waivers and I grabbed Jack Doyle because he's the best tight end available. He's also playing Monday night. So now I have his kind of pivot option and he doesn't have that uh, that uh, that availability to kind of pivot to a different tight end in uh, that situation. So blocking your opponent can definitely come in handy. Yeah. So in the in the case of your opponent here, he is kind of forced because Jared Cook is Monday night football. For exactly. those who don't realize. So if Jared Cook doesn't play, his options are Josh Hill, who I still think is a fine start this week, but he's not Jared Cook. There's a reason the Saints signed Jared Cook for a reason. So you've limited his pivot options. So now he has to decide either on Sunday that he's going to go with a Sunday tight end and hope Jared Cook doesn't play or roll the dice and hope Jared Cook does play. So you've put him in a position where he has to make maybe a decision he doesn't want to. And I think that's that's a fantastic decision. Exactly. exactly. And Cook and the Saints play uh, Doyle and the Colts on Monday night. So that was another big reason why I figured, you know what, I don't want him to be able to wait until Monday to make this decision. I want to put the pressure on him now. I'm going to pick up Jack Doyle because I have some free roster spots. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. That's see perfect example. Um, so we actually, we have our last segment, uh, it's going to be a bit of a shorter show since it is just Cody and I, um, we have our must start semifinal player of the week. So guys, we're in week 15, like there is no, there's always next week you win this week or you win next week. So these are guys we are telling you, lock them into your lineup. This is going to get you to the championship. So Cody, who are you telling the people to start to get them to the championship? Yeah, my number one start this week, I kind of touched on a little bit earlier. It's Chris Carson. Um, He's literally playing the worst run defense in the league against Carolina. There's no more Rashad Penny in the backfield. CJ Procise, you don't have to be scared of. He'll get a few touches, maybe a series or two, but you don't have to be scared of him taking serious touches away from Chris Carson. Um, Carolina, and I couldn't believe this when I read it, but it's actually true. They have allowed at least one rushing touchdown in each of the last nine weeks and 11 of the 13 games this season, they've allowed at least one rushing touchdown. They have allowed 21 rushing touchdowns on the season. That's 13 games, 21 touchdowns in 13 games. Their run defense is just terrible. So I think Chris Carson this week, he's a great guy to make sure you have in your lineup. You're probably not necessarily benching him anyway, but if there was an option that you were going to bench him, you have to put Chris Carson in your lineup and also, if you're playing uh, daily, I added his daily fantasy value in here. He's 7,500 on DraftKings, 7,400 on FanDuel. I think he's a great pick there as well. 
That's interesting. It's very rare when you see the DraftKings and FanDuel price very similar, but I think it's a value on both platforms, uh, especially on FanDuel where they up their prices a bit more. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the Chris Carson pick this week. I think Seattle is going to pound the run game. They're in a get back on track situation. They need to win, and I think they're going to go to what they do best, and that's running the ball. And Rashad Penny is currently on IR, so that means CJ Proceis would steal some carries, and I don't know about you. I'm not really worried about C.J. Proceis as a Chris Carson owner, so I love this pick. I completely agree. People do need to start Chris Carson this week. This kind of goes back to the don't get cute. You're starting Chris Carson. I know I know. there's a lot of concerns with his fumbling and the split and carries. You can't get too cute. You need to start Chris Carson this week. This is a great, great pick, Cody. Uh, my pick is something, something I've tried to do this season. Um is get as good at the tight end position as I possibly can. I, I Every week I find the best tight end dart throws. I put them out there. And this week, I think it's Noah Fant. And I don't know if this comes as like a super hot take, considering the, the trend he's been on. I do know he's dealing with injury, but Kansas City has currently given up the seventh most points to the tight end. And I found out today, in every game Noah Fant has played in where he gets 100 yards, he's gotten a touchdown. Drew Locke's options are very limited. He has Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. I think it's very, very possible we see Noah Fant with 100 yards and a score against a juicy matchup in a game that always, against a team, the Chiefs, that always come with a potential shootout. So Noah Fant is not super owned. Um, A lot of the leagues, you'd probably be able to find him and he might have been picked up. I know I stashed him. I'm currently having to decide between potentially Evan Ingram if he plays, and Noah Fant. But this does kind of go back to the let's not get cute. So we're going to keep my problems out of this. If you're desperate for a tight end this week, you need to start Noah Fant. He is a smash start, in my opinion, and there's no one else I'd want to put in my lineup. The upside puts you in the championship. The downside, well, you didn't have a tight end, so I don't know what you were expecting. It's That's what you get with streaming, and I think Noah Fant is a perfect, perfect start this week. Yeah, I like Noah Fant. You know, the four for 113 and a touchdown last week against Houston. He's got a great matchup. And you look back just a couple weeks ago against the Minnesota Vikings, he was targeted 10 times in that game. So he's being utilized in the offense. The chances are coming his way. Noah Fant, if you got nowhere else to turn, I think he's a great guy to have in your fantasy lineups. Yeah, I mean, five targets, three targets, four targets since his big 11-target game, which... You know, you'd like to see those targets go up, but that's like a standard target share for a tight end. It's just how they capitalize it on it. And I think in a plus matchup, we're definitely going to see that. Kansas City has allowed, uh, let me pull it up. So I think 120 targets to the position this season. He's going to get them. Uh, so those those are our must-start players going into the semifinals. Um, we're going to recap everything. So we did Nate's Flex Dilemma. Cody went with DK Metcalf. I went with Darius Slayton. We did the playoff strategies. Cody said, don't get too cute. I said, I'm going to block my opponent. And then our must-start semifinal players of the week is Cody saying Chris Carson, and I'm saying Noah Fant. These are both great starts, and we promise you guys it'll get you to a championship. Again, make sure you check out the website, We Know Fantasy. Make sure you follow Cody at Master Smithers. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brian Wentworth FF. Check out the other podcasts we do, the Waiver Wire Wishlist, the We Know Fantasy podcast featuring the Fantasy Fro. And make sure you guys check out the We Know Fantasy Start Sit live stream this Sunday at 1030 on twitch.tv slash we know fantasy. Thanks for listening.